This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com technews. That's ShipStation.com technews. Rikers Island has lost confidence in New York City's Correction Department violence data. It's Thursday, November 9th, and this is your New York Daily News. Thursday's forecast calls for partly cloudy skies in New York City with a high near 64 and a low near 49. Before today's top story, a Republican-led House vote to censure the chamber's only Palestinian-American lawmaker, Representative Rashida Tlaib, over her charged commentary on Israel underscored some sharp divisions within New York's Democratic congressional delegation, with some members supporting the motion and others savaging it. Three New York Democrats, Representatives Richie Torres, Pat Ryan, and Dan Goldman, voted Tuesday with a largely Republican contingent of lawmakers who passed the measure. Tlaib has suggested that the Israeli government is committing genocide in its war with Hamas, and she has embraced the phrase, from the river to the sea, that is often interpreted as a call for the end of the Jewish state, but that she frames as a call for peace. Twelve New York Democrats, including the minority leader Hakeem Jeffries of Brooklyn, joined the overwhelming majority of House Democrats in opposing the censure. A House censure is a symbolic measure, but it amounts to a severe rebuke, one rung below expulsion. Many Democrats argued its use against Tlaib, a Michigan Democrat, amounted to a speech-chilling abuse of the reprimand. They said Republicans had singled Tlaib out unfairly. And Mayor Adams, along with a top administration official, revealed Wednesday that he's retained an outside law firm in the wake of the FBI's raid of his chief campaign fundraiser's home and that his administration is in contact with federal prosecutors handling the inquiry. During a City Hall press briefing, Adams told reporters he'd hired Wilmer Hale, a white-shoe law firm headquartered in Washington, D.C., that employs more than 1,000 lawyers worldwide. Hours later, a spokesman for Adams' 2021 campaign confirmed that Adams had retained Boyd Johnson, a former deputy U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. He's described on Wilmer Hale's website as a skilled trial lawyer and one of the nation's leading defense lawyers. The revelation comes six days after FBI agents searched the Brooklyn home of Brianna Suggs, Adams' top campaign fundraiser, as part of an investigation into whether the campaign reportedly conspired with the Turkish government and a Brooklyn construction firm to direct illegal foreign donations to Adams' 2021 mayoral run. Find these stories and more right now at nydailynews.com. The federal monitoring team tracking violence at Rikers Island and other city lockups said Wednesday it has little to no confidence in the accuracy of violence data produced by the correction department or much of anything else the department says. The latest status report by the monitoring team overseeing the city jails as part of a consent decree with the Justice Department said security in the jails is poor and major incidents continue to go unreported. 
practices for reporting stabbings slash slashings are so unregulated that the monitor no longer has confidence in the accuracy of the department's data in this area, the monitoring team said. The report cited six blade attacks between January and July, initially not classified as stabbings or slashings. Moreover, the report said the agency continues to mislead the public about the situation in the jails with persistent interference, obstruction, and lack of transparency to the monitoring team's work. Tensions between the monitoring team and DOC officials are so high that on October 23rd, a correction official threatened to sue the monitoring team if you refuse to extend the professional courtesy we have earned and deserve, the report said. The report comes as a judge weighs the possibility of federal receivership of the city's jails. Lawyers representing detainees in the case and federal prosecutors in Manhattan are expected to file 100-page motions backing receivership later this month. The report noted there have been three city correction commissioners in two and a half years, and that turnover may have added to the destabilization of the correction department system. The report also refers to a mysterious January 2022 letter sent by former Correction Commissioner Louis Molina to the City Department of Investigation, which makes a series of unspecified allegations of misconduct by DOC staff. The monitoring team had to file an emergency motion with Judge Laura Taylor Swain to get the letter and did not divulge any of the contents. But they questioned the accuracy of Molina's allegations about abuses that the commissioner described as systemic and actions that appeared to violate court orders. Many of the allegations underpinning the concerns amount to hearsay, the report says. The veracity and reliability of the claims in the letter is unknown. Neither DOC nor DOI would comment on the letter. In 2015, when the city signed a consent decree that created the monitor, it was to address violence and staff use of force. But the month of October saw 655 uses of force, the highest in 2023, and 134 slashings, putting the system on pace for 400 slashings this year. Between April 6th and September 30th, roughly 560 incidents of detainee self-injury were reported. 35 officers were suspended for breakdowns that contributed to 14 deaths between May May 5th, 2022, and October 6th, 2023. Fires are often a signal of unrest in the jails. More than 400 have been reported in 2023, the report said. On October 31st, violence erupted in the Otis Bantam Correctional Center with three slashings in three housing units, plus fights, drug use, and use of weapons, the report said. Investigators blamed mixing of rival gangs for the violence, a bad result for the Adams administration aimed to end the segregation of gangs in different units. For more on this story and for the latest in New York City politics, visit nydailynews.com and follow us on social media at nydailynews. Thanks for listening. My name is Imran Sheikh, and we'll talk more tomorrow. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.